I'm not waiting this time. Eric always yells at me when I have to get my shit together, so I got my shit together beforehand. Welcome back to the Hex Drinkers Podcast. It's episode 23. I'm Julian. I'm joined by Eric. He was prepared this time. I was so prepared. I'm joined by Oak. I was not prepared this time. Son of a... Anchev. Yup. <laughs> and we are a longtime playgroup journeying the multiverse in the hopes of leveling up both our game and yours. And as you can tell, I am no-nonsense, all-business Julian today. And uh, we have an, another exciting group brew for you on the horizon. But first, we got to plug a very special announcement. Chev, what did we What did we just make, Chev? We just made something. We made a Patreon. So, uh, <laughs> if this is the kind of content you like, you've uh, been either chiming in from the very beginning or just getting started, but you want to see us produce more of this type of content, um, head on over to patreon.com slash hexdrinkers. We've, we've got the link in our, our bio for the, the podcast. We've got links on our website uh, all over the place. You know, that that is really where you're going to see the behind-the-scenes stuff on what we're working on. We're working to bring things to the Hexdrinker community like behind-the-scenes access to notes, podcasts early, having your decks featured on episodes or in articles, and really just trying to do what we can to bring you guys onto the show in um, every every capacity possible. So if you like this kind of stuff, head on over to our Patreon, and we'd love to see you there. Very true, very true. We're feeling the love. We want to give the love back to you. All right, so that's our uh, that's our plug for the day. Now on to business as usual we're doing a group brew for those of y'all who don't know what a group brew is it, we decide on a commander beforehand we all kind of go about brewing for said commander whether that's building a complete deck like some of us have done uh, for this occasion or just kind of deciding on a pile of cards you know certain packages that we'd want to include uh, we all kind of take our own separate paths and how we want to utilize that commander and then now we're going to all come together kind of discuss it and see if we can crystallize a solid strategy um, and then we will put together a, a list that kind of combines all of our uh, our takes, and we'll put that in the uh, show notes as well. So this week, we've got a new one from Commander21. It's Guillaume, Master Chef. Oak, would you tell the lovely audience what it is that Guillaume's all about? I would love to. Uh, Guillaume kind of revolves around one of my favorite concepts in real life, which is food. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. He is... <laughs> I mean, that's near and dear to all of our arts. Indeed. Um, <laughs> he is two generic mana, one black and one green for a legendary troll warlock. I like it. With trample. Oh, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> and it, it, there's more, folks. At the beginning of your end step, Create a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-token creatures you had enter the battlefield under your control this turn, and tap one and sacrifice a food. Target creature gains indestructible until the end of the turn. Also, tap it. Very nice. This man's more broken than I thought. I, for some reason, thought it was when he enters the battlefield, you get all of them equal to the number of non-token creatures, which influenced my deck heavily. Uh, it's still just as good, but man, do I love this Master Chef. Yeah. Just all the time. All right. We're always cooking. <laughs> all right. For once, I am not the least prepared person on this pod, and I am living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't I don't think Oak said this, but Guillaume is also a 5-3, so uh, ah. not, not bad stats, especially when you got the tramps. Yes. Pretty front-loaded, though. Not the most survivable. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you give him that food so that he can be indestructible, right? It's true. Isn't that why he has that? He's, uh, he's in the kitchen. He's wrist-twisting. It's like it's stirred. Uh, I don't know what that is, like a newt or something that he's holding in the picture? A pest. Anyway. Something tasty for his trolls. Probably a pest. 
Yeah, I imagine. It's the <laughs> best. That would make sense. Well, speaking of tasty, what do you guys got? What have you brought to the metaphorical table today? You know what I've heard is great at cleaning up pests? I'm just going to say this right now because it is the most obvious card to put in this deck. Uh, I think cats are like well-renowned for their ability to just, just clean up the pests. And Guillaume has a favorite cat, uh, a personal buddy who hangs around the kitchen, I believe. It's called Cauldron Familiar. Black for a cat. Uh, when it enters a battlefield, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. Sacrifice a food. Turn Cauldron Familiar from your graveyard to the battlefield. So he keeps trying to like shoo the cat out, but it's just coming back in. It's eating the food. Exactly. It's eating that sweet, sweet newt stew. So what did you uh, end up doing with this this cat, Eric? I'm sure it was something nice and, you know, low power. For the budget that I am able to make this deck, it is shockingly high power, actually. Um, I ended up building <laughs> a general, like, toolbox shell. So a good number of hate bears, a good number of not quite stacks effects, but things to just sort of keep you in the game, keep you up with uh, how other people's beaters are progressing. But the main route to victory for the deck goes through getting... Cauldron Familiar, Zulaport Cutthroat, or Blood Artist, and any sack outlet onto the battlefield, as well as Guillaume. If you've got Guillaume on the battlefield, you're probably slowly going to be building up some pieces of food. With even just a couple creatures coming into play, that's enough to really kind of get the ball rolling. And with Cauldron Familiar, you're never slowing down really from there, because every turn you will drain everyone at the table for the amount of food you have and get it back at the end step with Guillaume's ability. And Guillaume is protected by leaving one food set aside for him. That's his special special meal that he keeps stew. on the ready. With this, if you have Cauldron Familiar and Zulaport Cutthroat or Blood Artist, it only takes 20 food to kill everyone at the table, uh, which can be done as 10 food during the first half of your turn. Go to end step. Guillaume makes 10 food because Cauldron Familiar came back in 10 times. And then you do it again all at instant speed and finish the table. That is assuming no one has taken any damage from your toolbox hate bears beater deck. Or just from other people. Yeah. That is one hungry cat. <laughs> or many <laughs> cats. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the deck absolutely zips. Unfortunately, in all of my test hands and practice games, I have drawn Yisan the Wanderer Bard in the first either opening hand or like three turns. So I only know how to pilot the deck with Yisan out. I don't know. I tried to gather a lot of data, and it failed. <laughs> but yeah, it's a super good deck, and that's that's really just the core of it. Um, there's obviously toolbox components. Golgari is a great shell for toolbox. Uh, you have a lot of graveyard tutors, and then a lot of great ways to bring things back. Uh, effects like Blood for Bone, Owns, and Victimize are great with those graveyard tutors, where you can sort of bring everything you want into the graveyard with things like Buried Alive or uh, Entomb, and then swap out creatures on your board to get two back out or to get one back out and just sort of keep things rolling. Regrowth effects are also huge for this deck just to get them back into your hand. Yeah, so I, I think this is a really uh, good toolbox deck that I came up with. So Eric, I think that you said just said a lot of good things, but really all that I took away was that somehow you took this seemingly innocuous and very friendly like meme commander and just made a very powerful CDH deck out of it. And I would expect nothing less, but I'm also disappointed. I don't, I don't think this is CDH, but every time I play it, I'm more impressed by how fast it goes. Looking at yours and Oaks, who I, I think is going to take the conversation next, uh, it's just, yeah, it seems... Very resilient, very powerful, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, yep, that is, like, just a staple aristocrat's loop. Like, that, there it is. There's another one. You know what I mean? I'm just like, these are very powerful things that have been demonstrated, and we're just 
establishing that we can do it, but with a little spice, basically. Yeah. You know what? You're right. I, I wasn't thinking. I am running CEDH staples, such as Reassembling Skeleton and uh, Bloodgast. Uh, just absolute kings of the format. But, uh, but Julian, don't forget, this is the kind of thing that Rule Zero was meant for. Because if this deck ever becomes powerful or overbearing in our meta, there's a very clear thing we can do. And that is, make all food tokens have to be represented by real food. If you want to sack <laughs> that um, Cauldron Familiar ten times, you gotta eat ten sandwiches. Oh my. <laughs> and then that'll really make you think. Because, like, Guillaume's out here making feasts, and you're here just eating it with a cat, eating it with a cat, eating it with a cat. You gotta, you gotta pay for that food that you're putting out there. Well, Orchev, in true Hex Drinker's fashion... Instead of represented by actual food, we can just make it represented by actual drinks. In which case, I will never play my deck ever. Personally, <laughs> Chip, you don't want to drink infinite drinks. There's a little, uh, you know, I thought about what it. Chip might be up to. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a pretty weird way to represent food. But I feel like the kind of the default thing that Wizards chose is pretty weird too. Like an artifact. Why is it not a creature? <laughs> I guess there's probably something weird about that, like a token 1-1 oh, yeah. creature that's food and then you're eating them. That probably, but food doesn't fall nicely into any of these categories. Like, one of the things when I was going into deck building with this was like, okay, you know, we have a way to generate artifact tokens at rapid pace. And something we kind of explored with one of our previous group brews on Glaceon was like, what can you do with, you know, a mass amount of artifacts? How do you get these out? And then what can you do with them? And there is so much broken stuff with, an infinite number of artifacts or a way to kind of benefit from the artifact subtype of an infinite, infinite amount, which I'll, which I'll go into, but I want to hear um, Oakley's take. Cause I think his was somewhat similar to um, Eric's in terms of execution. Yeah. Jeff, sort of jumping off uh, that statement you just made there. Uh, one of the cards I'd like to highlight for this was inspiring statuary, which just, if you're mm. making a ton of food tokens, uh, you are just going to be able to improvise uh, pretty much, all of your spells uh, with a ton of stuff. Speaking of which, you know, Inspiring Statuary sort of fits into my decks uh, because I took sort of a more, like, I guess you could say Timmy route with mine. Specifically, I made mine, like, the number one focus around life gain. Uh, and I know life gain is traditionally a black-white strategy, but since, you know, they're, they're breaking the mold with this new set, uh, Strixhaven, you know, they're giving red-white the reanimation theme, they're giving green-black the life gain theme. Why not... Uh, sort of go uh, along with that and make a life gain themed from the uh, deck from the uh, Witherbloom Chef. So, a couple cards I like to highlight. First of all, the man himself, Belladros Witherbloom. Uh, if you're talking mm. about cards that let you pay off for having a ton of life, this guy is <laughs> way up there with his pay 10 life, untap all lanes you control, activate only once each turn, but that's still uh, double mana. Pretty good. I'm looking at the uh, the Vain Witch Coven, which is a two and a black for a three three Venice yeah. Vampire Warlock. Whenever you gain yes. life, you can pay black. If you do return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, that's looking really good with uh, the sacrifice outlets that uh, at least Eric was running. I think you're running uh, a couple as well, so that's pretty pretty good payoff right there. I opened one of those in a, um, a collector pack a couple of days ago, and I'm I'm definitely hoping to find a place for it because it is just a really cool card. So yeah, this this deck runs a lot of more like. I guess, big, like, payoffy spells. It's got, you know, like I said, for uh, Inspiring Statuary is a way to just generate a ton of mana, and so would a card like... Uh, I should have organized these beforehand. You running Kark Clan? I'm not running Kark Clan Ironworks, but that would have been a good option. Uh, I'm thinking of Accomplished Alchemists, which 
taps to add X mana of any one color to your mana pool, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. Uh, so, you know, crack a bunch of foods, and then uh, tap your mana, accomplish alchemist, to cast uh, perhaps a large exsanguinate, which, by the way, also gains you life, or maybe a torment of hailfire, if you want to just go a little more generic. Or, after you've gained some life, maybe you want to cast a Sproutback Troge, which costs X less to cast, where X is the amount of uh, life you gain this turn. Normally costs 7 generic, 2 green, uh, for a Trample 9-7. Uh, you can also, um, at the beginning of your end step, if you gain life this turn, you get to cast that card from your graveyard, if you'd like. Yeah, that is a That's sweet looking yep. card. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, also, do you have the uh, the new board wipe in there, Oak? That was made for the um, Wither Balloon Precon, but you gain life, it, you gain two life, and then all creatures get minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is equal to the life you gain this turn. You know, I didn't include that, uh, because I thought it was a little bit of a nonbo with Guillaume himself, uh, who gives mm, creatures indestructible. Yep. Oh, well, I guess you can give him into, well, yeah, yeah. He, he's still, still do be dying <laughs> yeah, to yeah, minus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. One thing I want to throw out there, you mentioned Sproutback Trudge, but you got a whole garden worth of Trudges in here. That seems like a super powerful card in this deck. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Can you can you yeah. lighten us? Trudge Garden, uh, honestly great in any life gain deck where you're gaining life in increments as opposed to big chunks. Is two and a green for an enchantment. Uh, whenever you gain life, you may pay two. If you do, make a 4-4 beast. So just sort of incidental cranking out these like pretty healthy tokens. They got Trample, too. Which, wait, did you say that? Oh, trample? yes, they do. I forgot. Um, but yeah, Trample, not definitely not irrelevant. Uh, and Chev, you know, you, you mentioned that board wipe, but what I actually included in its place, which is definitely a more budget option, is a Taste of Death. Uh, six mana from Throne of Eldraine. Each player sacks three creatures. You get uh, three food tokens. <laughs> Just wanted the, the food in there. Something Eric mentioned uh, in a, a few points uh, that was important to his deck, which I think mine shares similarities with, is uh, reanimation. So there's a lot of ways to reanimate, and specifically I just wanted to include a lot of the new, like, sweet uh, reanimation spells. Um, so, like, sort of, if you remember the card Praetor's Council, which returns all cards from your graveyard to your hand, and then you have no maximum hand size, uh, we recently got, in this new set, uh, Harness Infinity, which is one black, 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 green, 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 instant, exchange your hand in graveyard. So, if your graveyard's been uh, getting huge throughout this entire game, you could just do a little switcheroo right there. Does it give you uh, no maximum hand size, or do you, will you have to kind of go down? Fortunately, it doesn't. You do have to go down, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. I suppose... I, I actually didn't include in this deck, but, you know, in a two-color deck, it's pretty easy to slide in a... Right, like right, a Relic, Relic tower. tower, Thought Vessel, yep. etc. It is an instant, though, so you can cast it off-turn, and so you can untap with all of this full hand. Oh, another card that I found that was, I thought was super exciting, also from Strixhaven with Guillaume, was Rushed Rebirth. Uh, choose yes. a creature. When that creature dies this turn, uh, search a library for a creature with less mana value, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. In an Aristocrats deck, or even in a deck like yours, where sacrifice is sort of only incidental, or even just going into combat, seeing a creature you know is going to trade or lose a trade, you can just hot swap it for anything from the deck. And it's, it's not quite reanimation but it keeps sort of the flow going of creatures mm -hmm. indeed um I, I didn't actually include that card in this but a very similar card which i've grown to like a lot recently is, uh, that i did include is malakir rebirth which is on one side yeah. just a one mana instant that essentially just says when target creature dies this turn return it to the battlefield under mm -hmm. its control tapped and of course on the back it's a uh well you know just a, a basic swamp essentially 
can Man. help you with your uh, mana flood or mana screw. I should run that. That's that's really good. All MDFCs should be run in. Uh, well, the land DFCs um, have a place in like pretty much all commander decks. After that, <laughs> it's a toss up. I was gonna say CR uh, CR Hot Takes podcast. Sounds like I'm uh, going down to 33 lands. Oak, a card that you're you're running that I, I really like in your shell since it's a, a life gain shell is a Fangren Marauder, which is a five and a green for a five five, so a little expensive. But it says whenever an artifact, which remember Chev reminded us that foods are artifacts, is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may gain five life. So if you're sacking a food, uh, that's two mana gain eight life. Or if you're just incidentally sacking them, doing shenanigans like Eric was doing, you're still getting five life. Uh, another one that I found that was like a, a, a very old throwback is a scrap heap which is a three-mana artifact that just says whenever an artifact or enchantment is put into your graveyard from play, you may gain one life. More ways to trigger that sort of mm-hmm. life gain thing. One of the things that I was noticing, though, since you are a self-proclaimed life gain theme deck, is you don't have any uh, of, like, the drain sort of effects. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Exquisite Blood or Sanguine Bond, one of those, right, is, like, the most premier effects. But I was also looking through and things Ooh, like true, Defiant yeah. Bloodlord... Um, and a, a few other black creatures do that sort of thing. So that's that's another way to kind of get a more grindy kill than going for, you know, Belladros Witherbloom into uh, Exsanguinate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I did actually intentionally avoid, uh, avoid cards like that for this deck. You know, honestly, I'm going to speak my mind here for a sec. Uh, just that the whole exquisite, exquisite blood uh, sanguine bond combo is just one of my least favorites in all of Magic. Not going to lie. It feels like just the automatic, just like, oh wow, I'm running a mono black deck. Like, let me just run a ton of tutors, and then those two cards, and then like a bunch of cards that gave me life. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So I, I anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent there, but th- that's oh, sort yeah, of no, you're good. that's sort of the type of strategy I was just deliberately trying to avoid uh, for this. Uh, I want it to be very specifically tempting. the the combo, or just half, because even the piece that's just whenever you gain life, uh, opponent loses that much life would probably be pretty fuego in here unless that's the really expensive one uh it, I'm i can't not, remember which one has which effect i'm not entirely sure but i kind of just wanted to avoid those cards yeah, altogether yeah. just get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. i mean you're taking the more utilizing uh life gain to fuel big payoffs as opposed to weaponizing life gain yeah um which i think is something that your deck does very nicely and also just wizards has done a good job of printing cards in terms of like really making Witherbloom distinct from Golgari. Um, because I mean, black and like white black and even Abzan to an extent has done the whole weaponizing life gain before, but bringing into just gain right. life to fuel bigger plays or fuel engines or whatever is new. And I, I like that. And I think that your deck does a really good job of kind of taking, taking advantage of that. Two quick cards. I just want to mention that I thought were awesome win conditions before we move on. Um, one, Aetherflux Reservoir is actually surprisingly still pretty cheap, considering how uh, good it seems in, I would assume, CDH? I don't know. Is Storm big in CDH? Uh, there are Storm decks. It is only really part of some of them, though, because a lot of the Is It ones just have, like, Is It Storm win conditions. Uh, and it, it may fall into those categories, but it's definitely not the biggest thing. Cough, cough, ban fish. <laughs> And then the last thing is uh, a card I think Chev might like, uh, Bolas' Citadel, which lets yeah. you look at the top card of your library at any time. You can play the top card of your library by paying its mana cost in life. So, again, hopefully you'll have a lot. And if you just happen to have a bunch of uh, food sitting around, you can tap Bolas' Citadel, sack 10 non-land permanents, and each opponent loses 10 life. Pretty good. Oak, I also noticed that you have a absolute banger from uh, when we started playing Alhamra's Archive. Yes, but sir. it got me thinking about another 
very powerful Sphinx. You don't have Azor's Gateway in here, which is a it's Ooh, like kind yeah. of like a weird looty sort of artifact, but it flips over into a land that taps for mana equal to your life total. And uh, yep. I mean, if there's that ever if good. there's ever a way to get to a big old Exsanguinate or Battle at the Bridge, uh, that's it right there. Yeah, that is a great 100%. idea. I can't believe that slipped past. It's it's pretty good in um, most decks, you know. You would think, especially for that that looting bit, uh, which is you know discard a card, draw a card, and then it, I think it flips if you have exile or it's exile card, draw a card. But it flips if you have exile cards with like six different converted mana costs or mana values with it. Something like I that. I ran that in an Eldrazi deck for a little bit just to have extra sort of ability to pitch things. It's it's really an unsung of the uh, flip cards from Ixalan. Definitely. So that was that was very nice. That was cute. Um, life gain, you know, we we all love it. I wanted to do something a little bit more degenerate. <laughs> and I, I hope some of our audience is familiar with Monty Python's second feature film, The Meaning of Life, because I'm dedicating this build to Mr. Creosote, who is, as some of you might recall, the man who eats so much food and then a small wafer that he explodes. Uh, wonderful cinematic it masterpiece. It's only wafer thing. Julian watched it. I think the actual text he sent after I asked him if he finished the video was, I got bored of watching people projectile vomit to each their own. This deck that I've made is is focused around making infinite food. I want to make so much food that all of the opponents explode. And this this really kind of is based around two key things. One is uh, all the food is artifact type. So that comes in handy for what we try to do with it. So let's let's go there first because that's kind of cool. And then I'll, I'll go into the mechanics of how do we get this infinite food. And so it was brought up quickly before, Croc Clan Ironworks, infinite food. You have infinite colorless mana to do what you want. Um, Marionette Master, which is, I believe, when an artifact enters the battlefield, deal one damage to an opponent or something. Um, that's going to win you the game when all of these these uh, foods hit the battlefield. Also, as, as Eric said, Cauldron Familiar plus an outlet. Infinite food adds more than 20, um, so you're definitely going to get there. Uh, Savvy Hunter is a card from Throne of Eldraine, one of the food kind of payoffs. Sack two foods, draw a card, so you can draw your entire deck looking for some other win con. And then Culling Ritual. Uh, in case Crocland Ironworks gave you infinite colorless, Culling Ritual is a new fast mana spell from Commander 21, and it is heinous from what I've heard so far, which is destroy all artifacts and enchantments with two mana value or less, and add a black or green to your, man to your mana pool for the amount you do. So, you know... Wither Bloom, pay 10 life, untap all your lands. That's cool, I guess. Or you could just have infinite stuff. I, I think it's it's fun to kind of think of this most from the, the flavor perspective, which is like the infinite colorless mana. It's an internal combustion engine. You're just yeeting carbon into a steam <laughs> engine, and it is just pumping out, you know, actual value for that. So, so like, if you can kind of guess from this, there's probably a very powerful base that allows you to generate these infinite food, which is, of course... You trigger that when Guillaume has seen an infinite number of creatures enter the battlefield. So we're looking for combos that let an infinite number of non-token um, creatures hit the battlefield. And for there, we look we look for the artifact base. Things like Hell's Caretaker and Thornbite Staff, which is sack a creature, get one from the yard, Thornbite Staff untaps Hell's Caretaker. And if you have two other creatures, you can just keep this loop going as long as you want until you get the infinite number. Workhorse. With Nim's Death Mantle and Ashnod's Altar, you take stuff off Workhorse, you sack it with Ashnod, you get it back with Nim Death Mantle, or Triskelion, Scythe of the Wretched. There's a 
obscene number of ways to get infinite creatures and you could take an easy way out and kind of just throw a Zelpor Cutthroat or Blood Artist in there and that would be enough to kill them. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to make those infinite food tokens which also allows you to not even need to have Guillaume on the battlefield when this all goes off as long as Guillaume hits that same turn because it'll trigger in the end step. And then you just get to go buck wild. That's the core of this deck is you're trying to make these infinite foods and then find the most ridiculous payoffs for them. I guess I rescind my previous statement where um, I made fun of Eric for just immediately going uh, to a CDH deck because it looks like Chev, you have you have out CDH'd our resident CDH expert. I had this idea to just like Guillaume is literally cooking up a storm because you could also I think throw uh, Etherflux Reservoir in here because that's gain of life whenever mm -hmm. you cast a spell. So if you're casting infinite creatures, you're you're gaining infinite life. Um, Most of your plans I don't think I had you casting them, but yes. Oh, that's true. That's why I actually kept it out. So never mind. Haha. <laughs> but I'm sure you can find a way to do this with that uh, for other stuff. But I had this idea of just you know a smorgasbord of food that goes on in either direction. So I made sure to get my notes in early. And I was like, Eric, I feel like if anyone else is going to be fighting me for infinite combos, it's going to be you. So I'm going to try and try and sneak in. There. I went very finite. Enough to kill them, no more, <laughs> no less. <laughs> We're here to win with excess. We are gluttons, and I, I would love it. And this is why, you know, I would never want to actually play this with real food. Because eating infinite Twinkies probably doesn't seem like a, a solid life choice. How come for me it's sandwiches and for you it's Twinkies? I'll eat 20 Twinkies to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's been said. If Eric makes his deck, we will get 20 Twinkies, and he will have to eat all of them when he plans to kill us. Oh, Lord. Ah, oh, we'll see. Lord. <laughs> and, you know, if... Uh, so, I'm assuming we'll kind of go into it after, but there's plenty of other ways to kind of use and abuse foods that haven't been mentioned, um, or other ways to, to make foods. But my main way is you, you need Guillaume. That's about it. He's always in the command zone. Uh, you've got one of these combos to get infinite food, and then you just pick your favorite way to kind of kill everyone this game. I mean, you know what, Chev? I'm just going to go right into it and talk about some of these food cards because no one actually talked about making food. Everyone was just like, oh, yeah, you're just going to have food, and then Guillaume makes enough fine. food. It's like, why Why do we need any other way? But there, right. are, well, there mean, are a lot of cool options, yeah, that do it. Yeah, so I, I just want to list some out because as I was doing my notes, I was like, oh, well, you know, you could do crazy infinite stuff because you, you had already showed me your thing and i was like i know what the guys are kind of trying to do like there's like there's there's a life gain strategy here there's like kind of like a grindy aristocrat strategy here that's what eric did oak did life gain chev did the crazy stuff i was like what else and i was like well the like the basic uh <laughs> the basic option is just like food tribal and i was looking and i was like but there are are some very good uh food cards i mean i'm looking at like Bog Naughty uh, sacrifices food to give creatures minus three, minus three. Feasting Troll King is a freaking beast. Yeah, um, he's real nice. He makes he makes three foods when he comes in if you cast him from your hand, and he's a 7-6 Vigilance Trample, and then you can sack three foods to return him from your graveyard to play. Um, you've got things like uh, Gluttonous Troll, who enters the battlefield and gives you food equal to the number of opponents you have, which is usually three or so. And then you can uh, sacrifice things to beef him up. You've got Savvy Hunter. Whenever it attacks or blocks, you can create a food, and you can sacrifice two foods to draw a card. And then my personal favorite, uh, rest in peace to Jun Food and Standard, because oh, love love that deck. Rest in peace to Cauldron Familiar, too. That that poor cat was is just too powerful. Like was saying. It was a beautiful yeah. deck to play. Uh, I was a I was a Jun man myself, but I, I think we can still we can still agree on the uh, on the on the cat. Uh, Trail of Crumbs, one in a green for an enchantment. When it enters, make a food, and then whenever you sack a food, so whether that's sacking it to um, just gain through life, or sacking it to a Cart Clan Ironworks or whatever, uh, you can pay one generic, and if you do, you can look at the top two cards of your library, and you can reveal permanent from among them and put it into your hand. So this is 
This thing is an absolute monster when it comes to card advantage, just going through your deck. If you're playing Chev's deck, you probably don't need that. You're going, you're, go, you're, you're winning already. But if you're playing uh, Oak or even Eric's deck, Trillicrums is an absolute uh, beast when it comes to card advantage, especially since you're playing a lot of permanents because you want a lot of creatures entering so that you can get a lot of food. Now, Julian, yeah. one question I have right now is, does Ginger Brute make the cut for this deck if you Yo. build it? Ginger Brute has to. <laughs> the only creature you know, that you eat. He is a food. Oak, do you know why Ginger Brute makes the deck? This was actually a very... I don't think you know that you just made an excellent segue into what I was going to talk about, but I think Ginger Brute makes the deck because he not only functions as a food, so he, he gets all the benefits of, you know, uh, he can be sacked to Gilm to give something indestructible, but also Ginger Brute can be made unblockable. And... um. One of the things that I immediately keyed in on after I was like, okay, well, everyone's doing like these kind of grindy looping f foods and creatures and stuff. I was like, well, Gilm also can just give himself indestructible and he's a 5-3 trampler. What if we just smacked people? <laughs> and then I was like, what if we took it in a thematic direction? Healthy eaten means healthy beaten. Well, no, see, Chev, that's the thing is it's not healthy. I was like, I was, I was really pulling a Chev. I was like, I need to get thematic and dirty. So I was like, what if, what if Gilm, he's a master chef, but he's a little... Messed up in the head. He's a little sick. He wants to. He wants to give you that food poisoning. He wants to give you that poison. He oh, wants to infect oh, you. Oh, oh, yep. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, how did my Chef build a combo deck and Julian built the most degenerate deck that we brought? Today? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Chev built the most degenerate deck. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm the the filthy infect player. Um, I mean, my my deck would function. It would not utilize Gilm as well with the food thing it would basically just be like we want to have food just so that if people try to kill Gilm, we can give him indestructible and then ideally he's already at five power so we hook him up with a fire shrieker and anything that gives um in fact fire shrieker gives double strike uh for those who don't know um and anything that gives infect and that's a that's an easy punch through 10 damage and he also has trample so and then you'd play like proliferate stuff um a very powerful card that i found is a, a throne of geth which is a two-mana mm. artifact, and it just says, tap, sacrifice an artifact, which, once again, Chev, you so kindly reminded us that food is artifact. Food. So you tap, sacrifice an artifact, which might be a food, and then you proliferate. So if you played something like an Icarats, which uh, gives all your opponents a poison <laughs> counter, it actually gives it actually gives everyone a poison counter, so you get one as well, but you would choose not to proliferate that. And then you just start sacking food and proliferating, and you you poison your guests. Oh, boy. It's like the, it's like the Red Wedding. A couple of... Uh, very good um, Voltron-y sort of cards, though, that I was excited about. One is a Alpha Authority, one in a green, Chant Creature. Uh, Enchanted Creature has Hexproof and can't be blocked by more than one creature, but we have Trample, so uh, we're getting through that. Another one is, um, oh my god, this, <laughs> this card has the jankiest name. It's called Snake Cult Initiation. And it do is... Do a good Snake Cult? It's from, it's from Future Sight, in case you were wondering. As always. It's an, it's an aura for three and a black, and an uh, enchanted creature has poisonous three. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, that player gets three poison counters. And then, of course, a player with ten or more poison counters loses the game. So there's there's a few cards throughout Magic's history that give poison counters without having infect. And um, Snake Cult Initiation is by far the coolest one. Also, if you have the chance to look at the art, because it's just... It's it's whack as all hell. But, uh yeah, that was uh, that was my contribution. I was like... You know, you guys can like go do your things, but uh, what if, what if I just killed you? <laughs> what if I just killed you? Oh, sorry. Oh, one more thing. Uh, one other card though that I I 
I love and is like a pet card for me um, and that I think would go well in basically all your decks is Summoning Station, which is a <laughs> a seven mana artifact uh, back from original Mirrodin block. And it says tap, put a 2-2 colorless pincher creature token into play, which is not <laughs> even an artifact. What the hell? And then it says whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard from play, you may untap Summoning Station. Ooh. So there's a lot of ways that you can get into either infinite loops, depending on what you have, or just a loop like every turn, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just that's beautiful. Cycle through artifact creature into graveyard and back out and stuff. I just, I just love that card, and I love trying to think up janky ways to uh, abuse it. So this is, this is one of the perfect decks for it, for sure. It's funny that it's a pincher. Like, what is a pincher? <laughs> oh, it's like a little, little robo like crab, a crab, crab. Like a little style. crab dude. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I'm sure there's some weird lore about that. <laughs> Julian, I want to say I love the idea of a poison themed deck, and I think a perfect card for that, um would be from the recent uh, Kaldheim set, the card Poison the Cup, which is actually, like, a pretty decent removal spell. It's it's a one black-black instant, destroy target creature if the spell, spell is foretold, scry two, and the foretell cost is one and a black. So, not bad. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a flavor win right there. When I was looking up cards for this, I just saw, like, ideas for decks that were just, like, entirely food-themed. Like, not just food tokens like just food in general so there's one running like hot the equipment hot soup oh, and like stuff yeah. like that, <laughs> I think that Julian, you should be running hot soup straight up. oh that's true you're yeah. right you're right if you're doing the uh the infect voltron build you should run hot soup additionally if you're running a lot of unblockable creatures i don't recall if you said this or not i may have just missed it but fin the fang bearer and then giving gilm death touch that's just money I did see that. I thought that's what Oak was going to say when he said call time, because I know Oak loves Finn. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to have Finn in the deck, but then... You need a lot of Death Touch enablers. Yeah, and I don't know how easy it is to give Gilm Death Touch, and then ideally you'd want like other Death Touchers in there to synergize with Finn, and yeah. then it's like, I feel like that distracts yeah, it, from... Yeah, it's, it's like a different direction, but if you're thinking Infect, I was... that It's the most recent Infect card that I've seen. <laughs> Important distinction, though, he's got Poisonous, not Infect. So power doesn't matter in that case. You want to go wide. Yes. Oh, true. True. He, he still gives two poison counters, and, and yeah, poison yes. counters is what matters in the end. Right. But you can you can suit him up at least to be unblockable and yeah. protected. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, okay. I don't think there are any extra combat steps in black green. It doesn't work as well as if you were playing a a Borosi one. If people don't mind, I do want to quickly bounce back to my deck. I know I was like, oh, I run a bunch of hate bears and things like that. Uh, but I didn't really call any of them out. And something that Chev has scolded me for before is being like, I'm playing cards. I'm not going to say any of them. Uh, <laughs> because we aren't just talking about fin decks. If you're making any black green aristocrats deck or even just like hate bear themed deck, there's a ton of value in there for you. Specifically, uh, oh my god. My my brain just died. Like, words have literally stopped to function. Specifically, God Eternal Bantu is a great one. Uh, it's a ton of card draw all in one, and you're just sacking food or sacking creatures who want to be sacked. Manglehorn is an incredible hate bear. Uh, Opposition Agent is a silly card that never should have seen print. Straight up. I don't know why they do this. Uh, <laughs> Play Crafter and Ravenous Chupacabra are removal on a stick. Uh, there's just anything pretty much that comes to mind can be done with black green creatures. One of my personal favorites that I think would fit really well in your sort of aristocrat style deck and also in mine, just because I want to be proliferating is a Yawgmoth Thran physician. Mm. So he's yeah. a four mana, two, four. He just randomly has protection from humans. So, you know, screw your Alicia Oak. <laughs> yeah. You heard me. What's up? <laughs> Step into you. Um, 
Uh, pay one life, sacrifice another creature, put a, a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target creature and draw a card. So, Chev, there you go. Minus one, minus ones. I like it. I and, like it. Um, He's already in a Patra. Yes, true. And then uh, for the uh, the poison deck, for the, the food poisoning deck, the most important part is just black, black, discard a card, proliferate. So, just end a turn. You know, Clap. you got your Cabal Coffers in your Urborg, just generate a bunch of black mana, pitch a bunch of cards, proliferate, boom, you got them. One final card that works really well in another Aristocrats deck, I'm not running the full, like, Dictative Erebos package to go with this, but everyone who's playing Brawl knows, Tegrid God of Fright, fun card, great Yikes. card, card that everyone loves to see on the other side of the table. Very strong card, I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing I mean, more as... good to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. As someone who played a Turgrid deck for more than a little bit of time, I, yeah, good you card. get up to some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Well, we got up to some stuff. People got mad. People get mad when you play Turgrid. We know Julian's MO. If you can't beat him, join him. I was playing Demir Rogues uh, earlier today, and uh, I still hate myself. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe he is the highest ranked member of the Hex Drinkers in uh, Arena. Yes, but at, oh, what that's, at what cost? That's not a, humanity. First of all, dignity. That's not saying much, considering I'm not even very high ranked right now. And uh, you're right. You're right. We should just call attention to the fact that I'm a legend rank Hearthstone player, and then just just let that let that be our calling. <laughs> Listen, if you if you want to start a Hearthstone podcast, is that uh, is that invitation to stream Hearthstone, Eric? Are you streaming Hearthstone for the the audience? Show off your status. I will not stream Hearthstone as I don't have to be nice to Blizzard on this podcast. They're a garbage company filled with garbage people, and all of their uh, all of their uh, creators who are leaving are making the right decision. <laughs> all right, hot takes part two, non Magic edition. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get us back, Julian. On track. So, like, ab- back after on track. hearing about your deck, Julian, I'm like so wrapped up in like a uh, like food themed deck um i just remembered the card recycle are you familiar with this card yes Uh, um, that's a great card for for anyone who doesn't know this is oh i mean okay well it's an enchantment but what the card does and and it's in green but what what the card does isn't important what's important is the art is this weird like cartoonish depiction of squee feeding gerard some like mess hall slop <laughs> that he made and gerard yeah. is well it, it very much looks like gerard has been poisoned <laughs> so i think that would fit perfectly in julian's theme yeah deck. that art that art looks like they're on like sesame street or the muppets or something uh, yeah. it's like super goonish some yeah. of that old school art beautiful <laughs> i really like recycle it 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 like you can only have like what two or three cards in your two, hand two. and every time you play a card which includes playing a land you draw a card so I, I've wanted to do things with that because you can once you get it down you can just like do 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 like chain through your deck like nobody's you know yeah it exactly. does just seem like a worse version of uh the it's like a teamer card where whenever you uh cast spell draw oh uh, song, song creation. creation yeah 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 that's a good one definitely looks better than recycling yeah I think recycle also is like six or seven six mana, mana. It's for very- an enchantment. Yeah, yeah. And you don't draw a card at the start of your turn, notably. So if anyone ever makes you discard to zero, you, you don't play the game anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're you're very sad. But it's a flavor win. <laughs> oh. You know, there's been a bunch of, like, little sort of puns like that throughout this whole cast, and I've really been, like, trying to hold myself back from just, like, dying. But the viewers will hopefully appreciate it. Do we got anything else to tell the, uh, the kind people? I don't think so. Play Guillaume. Enjoy some foods. Yeah. Think about the variety where you have to eat every food you play and it'll keep you honest. Or or if you want to just have a completely different type of Friday night, 
switch it with shots of rum. By a different kind of Friday night, he means a trip to the hospital. Uh, if you want a trip to the hospital, don't even do that. Just go there. Ways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't take an ambulance. It costs too much. I was going to say, let's, uh, let's stop digging ourselves a hole, Chev, because I don't <laughs> know what sort of legal trouble we can get in. Oh, Lordy. Well, I think we've hit four pretty unique and viable, well, three viable and one very unique in that I just wanted to play Infect. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we've we've hit a good amount of different build paths for Guillaume. Um, as a, you know, plus you can just play like obviously black green good stuff or food-ish tribal. But he's a cool card. He's a, a nice departure from the usual black green stuff, which we've said multiple times, but I think is one of the best parts about Strixhaven, especially with the stuff they've been doing with the color pie is, you know, kind of really defining new new identities for these color pairs, which is cool because we've gone to Ravnica a million and one times. And I, I, as much as I appreciate Selesnia, I, you know, I don't need to see populate again and I don't need to see random, yourself, random Golgari. Oh, there's creatures in the graveyard. Undergrowth. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something, something that I don't think we've been able to say for a while is, you know, we, we have these ideas of some pretty heinous decks, um, that include some kind of high up there cost cards. Some, some of us, uh, but, you know, the, the Commander 21 Precons are some of the most focused ones we've seen of Commander Precons in recent years, particularly because the face legendary of the Witherbloom deck, which is a troll witch that's like creature gets plus one plus one counters equal to life gained or lost per turn, something. But the whole deck is based already around life gain. So swapping in Guillaume as the front is the best way to figure out if this is a strategy you kind of like. And for $40, it's a really solid package. And I think it's one of the strongest pre-cons from, from this grouping in terms of everything on overall theme. You get a ton of cards that give you a little bit of life and kind of hit other opponents where it hurts, and that's that's really a good way to see if Guillaume is for you. Speaking of budget, and Chev, you saying that we play a lot of offensive cards, uh, I believe all the decks that we have proposed are pretty budget-friendly. As budget as you can get for, like, a fun- I mean, obviously, there are, like, budget... There are budget commander podcasts out there, if you're listening to this, you probably know of them. And sometimes they do like, you know, a 50 or 75. But I think if you're trying to build like a real legit deck, something that's in the the cliched seven range or whatever, um, and right. you're spending like maybe 250 bucks, which is what I think we're coming out around. Uh, I think you're doing a real good job. And so much of this also is just like staples or, you know, and you can exactly, swap the yeah. way. You don't need to play Shocklands and stuff that we're playing. It's um, not It's not so necessarily budget, but it's if you have a collection, you probably have 90% of these cards. So the, the added card cost of these strategies is not that high. Yeah, and yeah. there are a lot of obvious cuts that you can make if you're trying to save budget, at least from my deck. Like, you don't need that in Tomb. I put it in there because I have one, but if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need the... I was having a heart attack earlier because apparently Parallel Lives is $50. Uh, Eric has one, but... You don't need it in your deck. Same thing with doubling season. So, yeah. But anyway, lads, anything else you want to say about the the man, the myth, the legend, the master chef? The master chief? Chef? Chef? No, but reminder, we have a Patreon. Exactly. That's true, we do. If you are trying to help us be master chefs and brew up in the kitchen, head on over to Patreon. If you appreciate what we do, if you want to see more of what we do, if you want to get those goody-goody-goodies, including, you know, maybe having your deck featured on here, uh, getting access to everything early, getting more content in general, head on over there. We'd love if you support us. We appreciate um, everyone who's listening and any sort of monetary investment that you want to supply is much uh, appreciated. And we hope to 
continue to produce high quality content that you guys enjoy. So with that being said, to find said high quality content, or if you're turning in for the first time and you want to see what else is going on, head on over to hexdrinkers.com. That's where you're going to find uh, basically everything for us. That's our home base. Um, You'll find this podcast, you'll find articles, you'll find uh, our most recent videos and stuff. Um, And of course, uh, podcasts, you can be found on anywhere that better podcasts are found. So namely Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, um, but as well as some, some smaller ones as well too. If we are not on your personal favorite podcasting service, hit us up at hexdrinkers at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at hexdrinkers um, to you know, communicate with us in any way, whether that's telling us, hey, I'm on this random podcast service and you guys are not there, get on there. Or if you just want to say, hey, your GOM deck is uh, great and I played it at uh, my you know, weekly VDH and it uh, totally kicked butt. <laughs> the pause so, before FNM. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're going to, we'll get there. Okay. We're going to get there. And uh, if you want to see video content because you're hearing our voices, but if you want to actually put a face to the name or you just want to see actual gameplay, uh, check us out on Twitch or YouTube at Hex Drinkers. We are in the process of doing more video content. So I'm going to put up a video pretty soon. Eric's been doing some streams, uh, yada, 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 all, all that stuff. We're a, uh, we're in the process of doing that, so check that out. And a great way to get more of that is to support on the Patreon because um, the video content is really kind of the next barrier for us. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this was an exciting cast, another great brew. We always enjoy doing this. Uh, this has been Jules, and for the Hex Drinkers, which are Oak, Eric, and Chev, we are signing out. Thank you.